I want to be the most hated person in boxing. When I left, what did I do? Oh, Derek is over. But you say something. To you? No, you did not. You said yes, it on radio. This is why this is why me and you didn't really get along because you said it behind my back. Never, never did, and you know I didn't. If Bruce Lee was alive right now, he would have a go in Ghana. Oh come on, Bruce Lee's about nine stone. You had trials for Arsenal. Yeah. Did you? Yeah. What position did you play? Goalkeeper. I was a badass, bro. Really? Yeah. Okay. This is Upfront with me, Simon Jordan. I believe there are a lot of vacuous, uninformed, unchallenged opinions out there. I want to get to the bottom line and cut through the nonsense. So with this podcast with William Hill, I'm going to get people with strong views who think they can stand them up to proper scrutiny. There's a good chance I might learn something along the way. And more importantly, so might you. Joining me in today's episode is a heavyweight boxer who has the unique perspective of fighting the lot, from Fury to Klitschko to Usyk, a British champion loved by many for bringing the war. He is one of the most popular UK heavyweights from this modern era. Derek Chisora, welcome to Upfront. Upfront, how are you? I'm well, I'm well. I'm hoping to be financially remunerated. Do you have my money for our bet that you've stealthily avoided for the last year? How much are you? 500? The, the answer is no, then, isn't it? It's 500. No, right. I'll take a 500, but it's only 100 quid. I totally, I, you know what? It's my fault. I totally forgot, and yes, I apologize, yes, and yes. I'll sort it out for you. Okay, right. That means I'll never get it. Right. No, you'll get it. Okay, somehow. good. Right now, on with this. Now, if you don't like anything, I don't want any tables being thrown or anything like that, and I don't want yes. any impatience because you're getting bored. You've got smaller tables, that's why. Right. So I want for a smaller um, table. Look, Derek, the way we start these, or the way I start these conversations, specifically with fighting men and fighters, which is a huge level of interest for me. A lot of the shows that we've done have been footballers, but a lot of them have been boxers, is because I want to understand what got you into the position, what was the journey, why did you become a fighter, what were your characteristics, what was your background? I came here in the millennium of 2000. Yep. Yeah. And then when I came... To was, England. To England, United Kingdom. From, from Zimbabwe. Yeah, from yep. Zimbabwe. And then... Uh, and at the same time, it was a bunch. It was more like skinheads who were around, you know. Right. Yeah. And I got into a massive fight, and I got arrested. Okay. How old were you then? Fifteen. I'm sixteen. Sixteen. I was sixteen. Yeah. And then um, I was on probation. I was meant to do three years in prison. I was on probation, and you were a met, parole officer, yeah. Yeah. And then I um, met. A guy called Peter Yates, who was my probation officer. Right. Yeah. And then he put me, he introduced me to John and Jim Oliver. Okay. Yeah. And then that's when the whole boxing started. And who were they? That was uh, John was my trainer, and right. Jim was his was his uh, brother. That was it. That's where that's where it started, basically. So that was because somebody introduced you to someone to get you away from the direction that you might have been going in. No, I was, I was doing, I'm, I, I just cut it short, basically. I was getting arrested, mate, a lot, yeah. loads of times, yeah. you understand? And then uh, and then the judge was like, listen, I'm going to put you in jail, I'm going to put you in jail. Yeah. And then suddenly, um, I ended up doing probation. And then probation actually saved me by the British, the, the, my PC, my, my, my probation officer got me funded to be a boxer they were yeah. paying for my travel fees my uh my, my but why boxing Derek why why was boxing 
the opportunity? Is it because you were a big, strong lad and they saw something in you? Was it because it would give you discipline and some structure in your life? What, what was the reason that you ended up going into boxing? I could not play tennis. I could not be a jockey. Do you understand? I could not play football. Actually, I did play football. And at one point I had trials, for, I think I was there for Arsenal. And then something happened anyway. Um, I could not do that something. That sounds like a big fish story, by the way. Do you think so? Yeah. You had trials for Arsenal? Yeah. Did you? Yeah. What position did you play? Goalkeeper. I was a badass, bro. Really? Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, you think I'm... <laughs> it sounds like a big fish story because no, I haven't it's... heard it before, but it might well be no. true. So you were yeah. a goalkeeper? I was a goalkeeper. Right. Okay. Yeah. But football wasn't for you, but football boxing was. not was. for me. Like right. boxing, boxing was not even for me. This is right. what I'm trying to explain to you. Boxing was not for me. Um, did, did so many things. I used to go out a lot, you know. Yeah. And then I think what what when the penny dropped, yeah, God honest truth, went to some house party, me and uh, me and my friends. And then this guy came out to the house party, shot up the whole house party, and we ran out for the back. And I say, you know what, from today I'm gonna not for me. Yeah, I'm gonna concentrate yeah. on boxing. Yeah. But And then from then that was it. But the point I'm trying to get to, and I'm maybe not phrasing it the right way, is for you guys to go into a gym. When I was talking to Bellew, or when I'm talking to Carl Froch, or when I'm talking to Johnny Nelson, or or, or whoever else might have been here, Ricky Hatton was, <laughs> has done because it all comes from a position of some sort of motivation. Ricky's was the fact he was getting bashed up by some kid. And his dad went and, and, and took him down to the gym and said, bashed his kid up as a result of it. Um, uh, Johnny Nelson's come from a different position of trying to achieve things in life. Um, uh, Billy Joe Saunders was because he believed he was the best thing since sliced bread and he could win everything. And as a result of it, that was his belief system. Um, Carl Froch, when he went into boxing, was you know desperate to be something of value and used to find himself very nervous and intimidated by circumstances. Any of that resonate with you or is it just... It happened that way, and I drifted into. <laughs> do, you want, it. do you want the honest truth? No, I want you to tell me a fib. No, of course I want you to tell me the honest truth. <sighs> I think my drive comes back comes from people like yourself. Tell me. Yeah, because when uh, negative drives me a lot, you know, uh, I had a guy in, in, my, in the amateur gym. He said to me, "You will never sell out a phone box. You could never be anything in boxing." And since he said those words to me. That's always been my drive. All right. So so now I'm going to pick you up on what you just said. People yeah. like me. Why are you saying people like me? Because you always have negative to say about saying people like myself. Like, Do you think so? Yeah, because when we're trying to make something ourselves, you come out with uh, criticism. You say bad things. You know, you put people like me down. It's never it's never a situation like you would say, come out and say a great thing. Oh, that was a great fight. You know, round this was amazing. But it's always negative, you know. But which is great because negative for me drives inspires me a lot. You. Inspires yeah. me a lot. Is negativity or fair criticism two different things? Depends how you put it in, mate. Sometimes you have to go in and in and in and in and in and in to make the other guy feel so bad, you know. So that's what drives me a lot, you know, because I remember. You know, there's so many things that I, I'm like, yeah. So the negativity, okay, put me to one side, right? And we'll deal with me later on. No, I'm just, I'm not, I'm not, I'm no, not, no, no, I'm, not I'm, I'm taking me out of the conversation yeah. and talking about the negativity that you experienced that that ultimately uh, inspired you to want to go and achieve things. Okay. So you come into this, you come into this country. Okay, let me explain something to you. Go. Okay, I won the Four Nations. And the head of England, Tim, come, calls me up in, in his office. Yeah, after, in, we're in Dublin, in his hotel. Yeah. yeah I, I won the silver, he goes, 
We don't need you to box for you for England. We got David Price. Yeah. So what we're gonna do is call Frank Warren, you turn over pro. We're not gonna take you to the Olympics. What's that mean? Negative, isn't it? It's like it's like hating. It's like they know. Oh, shut up, Derek. That's just a choice. It's that's not just a, somebody you, choosing one you over see, you. See, that's what that's what I'm trying to explain to you. But it's not a choice. Yeah, you don't make a guy. Yeah, I box you. Yeah. Let me explain something to you so you understand. Yeah. Yep. That same year, I asked my trainer, "What's the thing I should win in the amateurs?" Because you have to win the junior ABAs, yep. senior ABAs, and that's it. I'm wrong. I win that in the first mm. year. In that one order in the first year, yeah. and then like, oh, England called you to go box for England. I'm like, oh, wow, this is a, this is every amateur's dream to box for England to have yep. that jersey with the three lions on. I'm like, yes, I got it, yeah. And then they're like, oh, you're training for the foot. We wake up in the morning, we go to Dublin, yeah. And me, kind of the same year, just won the 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 silver medal, yeah. I get called in the room, so I'm expecting like, oh, well done, Derek. You know, we're gonna try and get you. Mm -hmm. They're like, oh, we don't need you. Why would they say that to you? I don't know. I haven't done anything wrong. You know, there's two fighters, heavyweight fighters. So fight for a spot. What yeah. can they say? You know what? You've been in here. You you know, you fight You fight David Price. Winner goes to Olympics. They didn't do that. They already made their mind up. Right. Yeah. So from that day, it just made me realize, you know what? To survive in this game, you have to come up with your own narrative and then push on to the way you want to do it. That's life though, isn't it? Yeah. No, it's... For some people it is. For some people it is. So, so are you saying then by association that you've had a career potentially from the cradle to the metaphoric grave of not being given the credit you deserve? I don't need credit. My credit is, is, in, is in myself. Like I give myself credit and say, you know what? Well done for what you're doing. Because right. right now, nobody else is going to give me credit. I don't need people to call me and say, oh, well done. You know, because at the same time when they call you and say, well done, there's probably hatred in that, the evil eye in that. To be honest, you know everybody comes to your wedding. Well, that's a strange perspective. Dude. Yeah, but because, that's, that's because you're why I'm di different from everybody well, else. There's nothing man. wrong with being different. Yeah, this is why I'm different from everybody else. Everybody else got their but own. It sounds, it sounds like you're paranoid, because I think if you look at the way that you're received in this country, in terms no, of no, 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 people love you now. Let me, let me explain. I mean, you're a national you. treasure. I think no, you should no, be buried. No, but no, that's no, a no, no. Let me explain something to you. You're the builders, the the plumbers, the painters. The yeah. everyday men work, guys who work for every day, hard yeah. grinding. Those are the guys who love me. But guys who wear suits like yourself don't love me. But that's not true. That is true. But it's you, not true. That's, do you love me? Do I respect you? I, yeah. Do I think you're a very decent bloke? Yeah. Do, I, but do, you're do missing I, the point. I didn't say, do you respect me? I said, do, I love do you? you love me? No, I yes don't love no. you. Do you exactly. love me? I, 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 I love you, Simon. That'd be ridiculous. No, I'm serious. Uh, no, you don't. Mm -hmm. No, you don't. You just turned around and said, I'm negative. You can't love negative people. Because, because I love you because you drive me more. And right, you drive okay. me a lot. Okay, we've got a good spiritual background there. Yeah. yeah. But 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 going to your achievements, yeah. and going to your, you, you know, you've obviously... You start in boxing, you start late at 23, yes? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You you start with Frank Warren. How'd you get hooked up with Frank Warren? I love Frank, you know. So do I. I love Frank. How'd you get hooked up with him? Because you had Don Charles as your trainer, right? And um, and someone, I think Dean Powell was with you oh, as well. Oh, man, don't even remember. Well, I knew Dean, and that was a tragedy, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, Dean Powell, you know, it was so funny because uh, I was turning over pro, yeah, and I turned over pro with Dean. We met in Soho at some Italian restaurant, with a, a, a reporter from, I think it used to be Daily Star, I forgot his name anyway. Um, 
We sit down. And I remember the words he said to me. It's hard to sell you because you're African. Really? Yeah. And then we sat there and he's trying and he goes, I got it. We're going to put you in Union Jack. We're going to bring you out in Owning Fools and Horses and we're going to call you Del Boy. Right. Oh, mate, fell in love with Del Boy. <laughs> that was it. That was it. Only Fools and Horses, first fight coming out. Wembley, no income tax, no VAT. Came out to that, and, and that was it. So was that, from your point of view, was that a conscious decision to sort of ingratiate yourself to a British culture? Did you see the commercial benefits of that? Was that you going, oh, I get that. People can relate to me. My own African people and my own black uh, background, they don't spend money to go buy ringsides or seats to go watch a boxing fight. So my point was to gel with my local white brothers, the pub guys, the guys, the builders, the everyday man. That was my point. So for me to gel with them, what do I have to do? Was to be around them. Do you understand? You sell, you put bums on seats, you make money. That was the whole point. So this is what I I, I was trying to figure out in my own head at the same time. So what was your come... ambition, Derek, when you went into boxing? And you've gone into it now, you've signed with Frank Warren, you've had an amateur career, you're going into a professional situation. And was it, for you, was boxing something that you, did you want to be a world champion? Was that your ambition? God on truth, no. No? No. Because I got this thing, I got this quote about your first experiences in boxing. Because I think there's a lot more to you than people see. I know things about you in terms of the things you've done for other people that people wouldn't associate with you. I know that you're a very decent bloke, but there's an image of you being a hard guy. And there's also this backdrop of when you first went into boxing that you didn't like it very much and you got a punch in the face, you didn't fancy it. Oh, yeah. How'd you get from not fancying it to some of the battles that you've been in? I remember the day as well. Uh... It was the first time I laced up gloves. And then so we took the stance and he went boom, right on the sweet spot right here between my nose, my lip, everything, yeah. Mate, came out of the ring, I put my, took my gloves off and I like, nah, forget this, yeah. I'm going home. And then John, John King goes, no, this is boxing. I'm like, but I was not ready. He goes, you have to be ready every time you're in the ring. And then from then that was it. So it's like, it's like, and then I was like, you know what, that's it. Never look back. So you go in, you're pro, you're doing well. Um, you just said, um, there's no judgment in this, by the way, Derek, that um, you didn't want to be, it wasn't, it wasn't, you'd be a world champion if you could, but that wasn't your motivation. So what was your motivation? I enjoy it, man. You know, to be honest, I, I love it. You know, it's, uh, because when it's all said and done, I don't have regrets. You know, I enjoy it. I love it. I can't, I can't stop. You know, I train every day, uh, Monday to, to, to Saturday. Um, I enjoy hanging out with my wife and kids. Mm-hmm. I enjoy hanging out with my friends. You know, I enjoy everything I do, you know. So you're not bothered about being a world champion. You don't know what your motivation is in terms of, you know, it's not necessarily paychecks. It's because it's a way of life and you enjoy doing it. You get to your 12th fight, you beat Danny Williams, and Danny Williams has come off the back of a victory against Mike Tyson in and around that sort of time, so his currency is quite high. And you've got Frank Warren talking about your potential, and he's talking about your talent. I'm very excited about Derek. He's got a load of talent, great self-belief, 
And if he can stay focused and channel it, I think he can go all the way. What does he mean? What do you think he means? I was not focused because I had other things I was doing. Right. understand. And at the same time, I was burning candles on both, both sides. Do you understand? So I think that's the only belt meant a lot to me, a lot, right. because there was no bias. There's no uh, anything, you know, there's, there's, there's more integrity winning that belt than winning other belts. What do you mean by that? If boxing is a business, yeah. Yeah. You can't be an African world heavyweight champion because at the end of the day, you can't all sell tickets in for the federation to make more to make money. Do you understand? Why do you keep saying that? Because if the best heavyweights have been the best fighters in 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 history have been black fighters. You know we're talking. And how did they get to the top? By being the best. Yeah, being the best, and then but you know there's better there's better African fighters, but they can't get to the top. You know, but, you know, but, you know. Okay, okay, but, okay. okay Anthony well. Joshua is Nigerian. He's, no, Anthony Joshua. He's British. He was born in the United Kingdom. He didn't come here like myself. Yeah, he's born here. Right. Yeah. yeah. So when he went to Olympics, he went to Olympics as British. He didn't go as sure. Nigerian. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Okay. So yeah. what I'm trying to say to you, there's African fighters who are good enough to amazing. Oh, right. but so they don't I, get so, okay, the opportunity. Like Azuma Nelson then. So what huh? held him back then? Huh? Azuma Nelson was an African world champion. What held him back? As we're speaking right now, in this, in right now, as we talk right now, there's yeah. so many African fighters, but they don't get the opportunity. That's what I'm trying to explain to you, mate. I'm not trying to say anything bad. It's like, everybody should get the same opportunity as the people in Europe and the people in America, but African fighters don't get them same opportunities. Do you understand? But that's because of the structure of the environments that they're fighting in, isn't it? No, I mean, no, I, I mean, are no. you suggesting that if an African, I'm just curious, I'm no. not, I'm not, I'm not arguing with you. I'm just curious to yeah. your thinking, right? Are you suggesting that if an African fighter came over to this country and was, and was a talent and then was promoted by XYZ promoter and had the XYZ trainers that somehow there'd be some conspiracy theory to stop him from being a champion of a particular division? No, I'm not saying, I'm just saying there's fighters out there who've won everything in Africa, but they can't cross the pond to fight for the world titles. Okay, like who? Hmm? Like who? I can't I can't mention my name. I don't know them by name, but okay. I see them. By the way, Dillian White, as an aside, do you feel any resentment given the circumstances that he's finding himself in and not for the first time? That that he could have been in a position where he was artificially advanced in fights with you that stopped you from having opportunities that you might have got if you'd have beaten him. Was he on drugs when he boxed me? That's my question. No, I don't. I don't know if you can answer that, but but you've got strong views on that area. So does it make you think that? Hang on. The you Oscar, know what? The, the you know what? I, I'm I'm I, I'm not in a position right now to try to kick a man while he's down. I just feel bad for him because he lost a massive p p big payday. Right. So how does that? How does that? Okay. Then how does that correlate with your view then that people should be bad for ten years, and effectively out of the out of the sport if they take. Performance enhancing drugs. Yeah, my, only, my only question is not for you to kick Dillian White when he's down. Is to is, is did it ever occur to you? Let me rephrase it then. Did it ever has it ever occurred to you that that you lost opportunities by potentially a fighter? That twice we've had this conversation about Dillian White. We had it after Oscar Rivas when he was brought in front of the British Boxing Board of Control, and the argument is that he got away of one there. And you've now got the situation with the with the AJ fight. 
did it ever has it ever played into your psyche that maybe he was in that situation with me and maybe as a result of that I lost fights that might have got me world title but, shots and got me big dough. I know, I know. But, but the answer is no, it's no. But, but you see the thing is, I don't know because I don't do the testing. You no, understand? I don't do the testing. You know, I don't I don't I'm not part of the British border control that people decide what rules are made, do you understand? No. But I can put on the rules, say, you know what? If you take drugs to fight another man's son, you should get ten year ban. Yeah. You know, in football they got it, Bogbot has got banned for four years. Why can't it be in boxing? Why in boxing we have to prolong it of like on this and this, on this and this? But when it's really truly the problems, they're right. Oh, you know, we didn't like that misconduct of the game, so we're gonna find you. You know, but when it's the real deal now, it's oh, you know, take take six months off. Six months off is by the time you announce your next fight. No, I'm with you. Forget about it. Uh, you know what? Ten years is your career gone, isn't it? Yeah. Well, you, oh, you, wow. Oh, no, wait for, for, for the B sample. People don't get it. When the drug test comes to your house, yeah, they knock on your door. The moment you answer your door, they're not letting you out of sight. Yeah. Yeah. You want to go take a piss? You go in the toilet with the guy. You bring out your johns. You put it in a pot. And he's looking. Don't think he's not looking. He is actually looking where he's, he's like this. Yeah, checking you out, yeah? And then, okay, and you tell you put it there, and you put it there, you close the cup, and then you wash your hands, you bring it back to wherever you're doing your test in the kitchen sometimes. And then it was okay, pick two, pick pick a box. You pick a box. So in that box is A and B. So when people say, I wait for the B sample to come out, What's in A is it's gonna be in B because it's the same urine for the same time. Absolutely right. Absolutely. <laughs> so I don't <laughs> How many times you've how many times have you had a drug official visit your house? Oh man, they've come so many times. Yeah. You know. You know the worst thing for me is I I tell you the one day, yeah, kiss the band is the last gig they're playing. Yeah. Gene Simmons. Oh my goodness. And I got and I was still with Frank. And Frank got me tickets, ring and like backstage, everything. I'm Pumped up, yeah. I get dressed up. I go, I go I even paint my face half white and all that shit. I'm all geared up. Yeah. Hanging your tongue out. Yeah, I'm all geared up, yeah. I get in my car. I just finished taking a shower and a, and a, and a shit, yeah. So I'm I'm all cleared up, yeah. <laughs> Bit more information than I needed. Oh, yeah. Jesus Christ. As I get in my car, I'm about to start my car. I hear, I'm like, this can't be police. So I'm like, yeah, what's up? Because drug test. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I just finished being in the shower and everything. I'm like, okay, you know what? I'll do this quickly anyway, yeah? So I get in the house, I take Evian bottle, Evian bottle. Do you know what time I went to the toilet? This was at six o'clock. Bloody one o'clock, fella. I was pissed. <laughs> you miss Kiss. I miss Kiss. You don't understand. I was filming, mate. And then, uh, and then, so I get tested every time. And they come early morning now, because I always tell them I want to be tested early morning. You know, because my blood is just yeah. like before my, you know, you know, you know, when you have that morning piss, that's when I want to get tested. Good to know. Yeah, because if I miss that morning piss, that means they'll be testing me at two o'clock in the afternoon. Okay. Can't be asked. So if I'm ever going to the UK testing business, I'll knock on your door early in the morning. Yeah, morning piss is Good the enough. best one. So going back to this observation, this grotesquely unfair observation that you've made about people like me. So your initial perception of the observations I made on you was me telling you, how wonderful the first two fights were against Dillian White and how impressive you'd been and what a warrior you were and what a barnstorming fight they were. And then I had the audacity to put a critical observation in there, which is, I don't really want to see it again. I've so, seen, but hold on, I'm finished yet. 
I don't want to see it again. So you then get your knickers in a twist and turn around and say to me that I'm being negative and you ask me a question. I say to you, well, I want to see world level fights. And you say, what's world level? And I say, the level that beats you every time you step up to it. And since that point, we get on fine, you and I. But since that point, you're, you've always got this perception that I'm negative. And a lot of boxers have got this perception. Josh Taylor's got the hump. Tyson Fury's got the hump. Because as long as you're praising, as long as I'm praising and saying, ah, oh, it's a brilliant fight, Derek. You're a warrior. You're barnstorming fights. You're absolute credit to yourself. Josh Taylor, brilliant, brilliant, but he lost to Jack Cattrall. Tyson Fury, fantastic. Best fighter of a generation. Best heavyweight. But by the way, you know, not fighting Usyk is not good enough. All of a sudden, you start crying. And this thin skin thing comes out about negativity and about criticism. And I'm saying, well, which part of these comments that I'm making are unfair? Well, you have to understand. You say something yeah, on radio, yeah? And then you got about three, four million people listening to you. At the same time, we cannot respond to your questions because we want to defend ourselves. So it's better if you're going to say something... I want to get you on the phone. I'm going to say something bad or negative about you, yeah? So we're going to put you online. Hey, oh, so I'll go to so-and-so. You know, we don't really want you to fight this guy. but And then he can respond at the same time you're saying that. But you say, I said it to you. No, no. But you say something. To you. You didn't say it to me. You I said, said it, it on TV first or no, on radio. No, I didn't. I said it oh directly my, to you, Derek. Oh, my directly, goodness. No, you did not do it directly. Directly to you. No, you did not. You said yes, it on I radio. This, this, is why, this is why me and you didn't really get along because you said it behind my back. Never. Never did. And you know I didn't. I said it directly in a conversation with you. And if you want me to, I can prove it. Please I said it specifically it. to you. Please I can produce you the audio. We'll do it after the show. Please. But I can categorically, and you know it. Yeah, and that was the second time. No, 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 no. no. The, sec the second time we did it in the studio. No, no. You told no. me, oh, you won't do that to my face. I said, well, come in the studio. And in the studio you came because I got older. Jason Schifrin asked you to come in, and in you came, and you said, it's all well and good you saying it down the phone to me. You won't say it to my face. So I said, I've just said it to your face. Actually, you know what? You but did was it unfair? No, 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 no. Was it unfair? And my point is, is you're not alone in this. Why am I, why is anybody... Anybody that is not a boxer, I can't do what you do. I haven't got the bollocks to do what you do. Right? No, but, but, but I can but, have an opinion on it, can't I? No, you, you're allowed your opinion. By so the why, same time, why do you not complain you're, every you're, time you're, someone you're, deals you're, you're missing the point. Yeah, you're allowed your opinion, but give yeah. the other person as well time to respond. I did. You know, this, this, is, this is the same way Tyson didn't want you to come to Saudi. I didn't yeah. want to go. Yeah. I can assure you the last place I wanted to go was watch that pantomime of a fight. No, but and, and, and as far as I'm concerned, but yeah, you're missing the point. End of the day, it's called entertainment. I, I agree with that. Yeah, end of the but day, you're missing you my you point. You I'm you trying to understand why you fighters, because you're men, you're proper men, and I've been in sport where I've not seen the character that you guys have. Yet the moment you're criticised, I don't understand it. You know, it's it's okay if you want to criticise. Criticise, great, but don't put it in a tone that. I'm a three-year-old. I should bow down to you and everybody listens to you. And they say, you know what? Maybe it's right. Maybe it's right. Because at the end of the day, when you say, oh, I don't want to see the third fight with Dylan, you are messing up with my money now. And that's the yeah. point of it. Yeah. You are messing up and with my... And you told me that. Yeah, you are messing up with my money. Yeah. You're killing my money yeah, yeah. because I'm trying to promote a fight here. And you're like, oh, we won't watch that. So instead of me sell 18,000 tickets, now I'm going to sell 7,000 tickets because of your words. So it's just, it's just a point of like... Your words sometimes are bad, yeah, for, for, for business, for other fighters, do you understand? Yes, you mean great by saying, oh, we want to do this and, and you should, why are you fighting that fight, you know? You know, when Tyson said he was fighting that fight, I was happy for him. But the only thing I'm trying to establish with you is that, is, is that it surprises me and disappoints me 
I understand what you're saying because you told me, you said to me, if you say shit about me and my fights, what it does is it depreciates potentially. The more the media slag off the fight, the less there's an interest in it. And I got it. But it doesn't mean that the observation wasn't fair comment. It's not my job to sell your tickets. It's if someone asks me opinion, do you want to see Derek Chisora fight Dillian White? And I go, no, because I don't think it's a great fight. That's the end of the conversation. No, no. End of conversation, you'll be like, no. And that's it. You don't have to say it by anything else. Just say no. Uh, are you going to go to the fight? No, I'm going to take my wife out for dinner. Great. They, now, now there's no problem there, is there? But when you say, no, I want to watch that. I don't want to see that. I don't want. Now you're putting more negative on the fight. Okay. This, so this what I'll do is I'll get a script from boxers of what I am allowed to no, say. What no, I'm not no, to no. Say. Don't get a script. Listen, you're your own man. Say what you want to say. I don't really care. But don't say anything about my right. fights from so, now on. So we'll agree that you're all thin-skinned. No, no, I'm cool, but you have something to say. You, you're killing our business. We don't kill your business. So you're you just... do. You ban us. No, you come on air and go. I tell you what. But, but you know what? You're not banned from my on. shows. I love you to come to my shows. I was. Um, I love you guys to come to my shows. I'm cool with you guys. I listen. I love everybody. Of course. Yeah. Because it's good value. Because if I didn't love you, you would know. I know where you live as well. <laughs> oh, that's another thing I heard about that. You know where I live. Yeah, you can bring me some five guys around, can't you? Yeah, you know, one day I'll knock for you and say, let's yes, have five thank guys. Thank you. Like, I heard that little veiled like, threat with you and your little mate, Eddie Hearn. I heard that. Talk to, me about, talk to me about your career. Talk to me about the fights that you've had, the places that you've been in. Because whatever I may or may not think about your career, and it's unarguable, now, when you've rebranded yourself from Del Boy to War, it's unarguable that you bring it and no one can debate it. Not even me in my most negative of moments. Of the two Klitschko's, which do you think was the better? Because I think Vitali was the better of the two Klitschko's. The older brother's better. Vitali? Yeah. The one you fought? Yeah. 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 Tell me about those fights. I love every fight I've ever had from the first guy I boxed, yeah. To the guy I lost box, I love all the fights. You what know? do you love about it? Huh? What is it you love about it? Because if you look at if you look at my career, it's more like when I walk out, it was more like yay, the yays were the yays went to boo, yeah. Now they sing my name now, so it's okay. Why do you think that is? Because people understand now, like. I'm not here to take people's money and and try and pretend and try and play a game. But they know if they come to my show, they're going to see something. They're going to see a fight. Yeah. you understand. Well, we all know that. Yeah, we all see that. And you all know, you know it now. Before you would didn't know that, but I kept on trying to tell you guys. But you know what? I'm grateful for everything I achieved. No, but people have known that for years. And you're not. And again, I don't want to dwell on this point, but everyone knew it anyway. When I'm talking about not wanting to see you fight white again, it's not because you haven't got balls and it's not going to be a fight. It's because it didn't interest me. It doesn't mean I didn't appreciate you. Because that's why. That's why some people like blondes and some people like brunettes. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. And it's so. called freedom of opinion, right? Yeah. Good. So when you fight the Klitschko's of the world and you're fighting for these titles, no one can relate to fighting for a heavyweight championship of the world in this room, right? What's that like going in? It, the build-up, the, the the opposition that you're fighting, your belief system, you think you're going to win? Tell us, because we don't know. My hunger of winning, I lost it after, and I'll tell you the grand truth, after I fought Robert Elenius yeah. in, in Helsinki. I battered him for 12 rounds. And they give you a bad decision. They give it to him. What do you call that? Do you call that? Do you, what, 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 let's, see, let's just say, what, what is it? Then? A bad decision. A bad decision. And what, what, you, what do you have to say a bad decision? All right, what, yeah. do you, what do you say to Jack Cattrall when he goes to Scotland and beats up Josh Taylor? What do you say to Ricky Hatton who goes to fight um, um, Floyd Mayweather and Joe Cortez doesn't allow him to fight for eight, eight or nine rounds, stopping Ricky Hatton from fighting? Was that some form of 
bias. The same situation with Daniel Dubois in Poland. Yeah? The same situation with Daniel Dubois. The shot was great. Usyk was down. But you know, no, 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 no. You know what? You know, I agree with you. I'm in your camp. I, yeah. thought, it, I thought it was a decent. No. I thought it was a fair shot. No, no. But do but, you not? Do you not think that's got nothing to do with color? That's to do with the fact. Oh, mate. Hold I on. Do have, listen. Okay. Yeah, well, let me give you an alternative yeah, thought then, on. right? How about the fact the room's full of thousands and thousands and thousands of Ukrainians that are supporting the, their champion, and maybe the referee got influenced by that? Nothing to do with the fact that Daniel Dubois was. Do you want to hear the funniest thing? Is yeah. tell me. That's the same referee. AJ used with Usyk for the first fight, and AJ hit the same shot, and the ref said he's a low blow. Yeah, I know, I know. There's yeah. so many inconsistencies. Yeah. No, no. But what I'm trying to say to you is, yeah, it's there. You, maybe you choose not to see it, but I choose to see okay, it. Okay, that's fine. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm exploring yeah. it. I'm not judging it. But what about you and your character? Because it's an interesting one. Because you're very, very calm and very sedate. And most of the time, when our times I've seen you, and we have a bit of banter, and you tell me off or not pay your bets or whatever, right? We have a debate and things. But there's a side of you that bites off the ear of Paul Butlin, or slaps Vitaly Klitschko around the face before a fight. <laughs> or picks up a table and throws it across the room, or loses their shit with Dillian White and starts going on about a donkey, um, and stuff of that nature. That side of things, what's that about? I want to I wanna be the most hated person in boxing. Well, then you failed because you're not. No, 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 I didn't fail. It did work to my advantage because I was the most hated person. Now, I used, they used to boo me, you know, and they booed me. The turnaround, they were booing me badly, boo, boo. And the only time we turned around, if you remember, was I walked to, Man to the Manchester Arena. <clears throat> when I came out, they were booing, yeah? Playing Hotel California, they booed me so hard, yeah? And I loved that. I, I enjoyed that, I loved it. You thrived on it. I thrived on it, yeah? And then when so I left, pantomime. when I left, what did I do? Oh, Derek, she's over. Right. I'm like, I got ya. <laughs> I gotcha. You know, so end of the day, yeah, it's like, I wanted to be hated. If they love you when you start, by the end of your career, they might hate you. But when they hate you when you start, by the end of your career, they're going to love you. Depends what you do, doesn't it? Yeah, it depends, you know. Uh, it depends. But there's fighters out there who are loved by from the moment they start until the end. Yeah. And there's fighters out there right now are hated. But it is what it is. So, all right, in some paradox, does that mean that you wanted to be loved in the end? Yeah. You did? Yeah. You little teddy bear, you, yes, you did. I want, I want, right. and no, and, and it don't matter. Any grown man or thug in this world needs love. True. Yeah. It don't matter who you are, how strong you are. You just need that dent. That little bit of love, that touch of love, and you're good. And Adam Booth spoke about you, and he talked about the incident that happened with you and uh, David Hay, and you and uh, getting into a fight, and somehow he got hit in the face of a tripod, and the next thing he hears, next thing he sees is you coming around the corner with a handkerchief to make sure that he's okay. Do you look back on those things, or is it all part of your master plan? No, I was, worried, I was a bit worried about Adam, you know. That, that, man, that day was murders, bro. It was crazy that day, you know. I was worried about him because everything went so fast, yeah. And then... Did you dislike David? No, 
I was sitting on the podium. I lost the world title fight. Yeah. And I was wondering, where's my next paycheck going to come from? And I right. saw David. I was like, that's my next paycheck right, right. there. And then we lost it from then. No, no, no thought process. I don't think you should. I'm just curious because I don't know the answer. Thought process of what? Of, of um, was that the right way to behave? You put two guys in the room, yeah. Now you went to a press conference. No, pretty, but well, you don't you matter. We are, we are fighters. Yeah. You know, we are fighters. We don't fight in the ring. We fight every day of our lives. You understand? We are fighters. This is what we know. You know, we don't we don't go out and say, oh hey, how are you? Oh, would you like to fight me? Oh yes, yeah, no, no. We we ask you want to fight me with violence. Yeah, yeah. This is what it's about. It's insults. You know. And then I saw that. I was like, you know what? This is the next paycheck. But it went the wrong script because I ended up being arrested in Germany <laughs> in a bad way. So I was like, losing your license. Yeah. 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 And I lost my license. Mm -hmm. And then uh, that when, when that happened in Germany, boy, Jesus Christ. It was just murders, boy. It was just crazy. You've, you've developed this real popularity with the British public. And is it simply because you they know, is it as simple as you describe yourself, that it's because when I go into a fight, irrespective of the outcome, they're going to see something. They're going to see honesty. They're going to see me having a go. And they're going to see a proper war to coin your moniker. The, the only way I, I can describe this so, so people can understand, maybe you might not like the way I'm going to put it, phrase it, yeah. It's like... If I go into a fight and I get knocked out, yeah, I'm more happier than me losing on points. It doesn't happen very often, does it? Uh, yeah, I'm more happier. But if I go into a fight and I lose a fight on points, it, it would it depresses me at least for Why? two months because you start looking on the table. I could have done this. I could have done right. this. I could have done this. You get knocked out, you got no choice. And you, if I get knocked out around eight, I'm like, oh, oh well. <laughs> but wouldn't you beat yourself up for getting knocked out more by going, I could have, I have no, put myself in a way no, of getting knocked no, out? No, no, no. Because the, the punch which knocks you out you don't see. is the punch you don't see because yeah. your brain is not registering it. Yeah. But the punches which don't knock you out, you get to see them, you know, your, your brain like, okay, it's going to hit you now and you ride it. But when I, got, when I got knocked out by Dylan, it's a punch I did not see at all. Do you understand? Because I was moving this way and then suddenly I came in and left hook, boom, I was checking my left hook, he was checking his, you know. And I got knocked out and I woke up in the dressing room and I'm like, what happened? He got knocked out. I'm like, oh, did I? Oh, well, on to the next one. They're like, what? I'm like, yeah, done. I'm not going to sit down and cry over spilled milk. Do you, do you worry? I mean, I know people have made this observation about you and you push back on it and say they worry about you because you've been in these wars and these battles. And here's where I'm positive towards you. Because I say, it's his choice. He's getting paid now. He's earned the right to get big checks. And so if he wants to fight and he wants to put himself in the way of situations, that's his choice. He's a big boy. Um, does But does it? You've got kids. Does it worry you? Because, I mean, you go no. into proper wars, no, Derek. No, it don't worry me. Why? Because no. you don't understand. The same reason you, all of you guys wake up in the morning to come here and do what you do is because the bills have to be paid. But you've made lots of money now. It don't matter. Money comes and goes. Yeah, bills have to be paid. End of the day, even on your deathbed, you'd be, you be paying bills. You know, nothing is for free in this world. You know, bills have to be paid. Isn't health wealth? Huh? Isn't health wealth? 
If you go, if you're healthy and you got millions in your account, you're happy. You got someone wiping your ass for you. But now, if you are, if you're not healthy, you, you don't have any money in your account. You wipe your your own ass. If you're unhealthy, I'm I'm just curious. Yeah, but, but if you're unhealthy, you can have all the money I in the world. Do I sound like I'm unhealthy right now? No, exactly. Not, so what's sorry, the problem? It doesn't worry you. It don't worry me because no. I am because I. I saw breastfeeding when I was five years old, my friend. So I've got my mother's genes in me, and I'm strong as an ox, my friend. I'm breastfeeding fine. at five. Yeah, started at five. <laughs> <laughs> I stopped. Stopped. Okay. Yeah, that was a bit concerning. For no, me. don't worry about that, mate. When when you um when you look at the heavyweight division now, what do you think of the state of it? It's the way it is, man. You know, you got you got three TV channels. You got three promoters. Uh, you got different stables of fighters. So that fighter can't not fight this fighter because he fights on this channel. Do you understand? What's the money gonna be like? What did you make of Fury and Garno? Mm, I enjoyed it. I, I enjoyed it. It was okay. I enjoyed it. It's entertainment. Uh, see, I agree it's entertainment, but I'm talking about the, the WBC. Heavyweight champion award, someone that you fought three times, right? Who's perceived to be, and I'm interested to see what your view on it, whether this is true or not, a generational great heavyweight, goes in against an MMA fighter that hasn't fought for two years, that's had a knee rebuild, that's making his debut, and gets knocked on his ass and gets to made gets made. See, to this is what I'm trying to say to you. It's the way you push stuff which pisses <laughs> It's knocked on people. his bottom. Yeah, it's the way you push stuff. This is why he's upset with you. I couldn't you know? care less why yeah, he's upset with me. Yeah, but it's the way you put stuff in, like, go knock down on his ass. But he did. Why would you put put it like that? It's oh, just right. what I'm let, trying to say. You take, him, you take the piss. He got knocked down on because his bottom. Because he's not here to defend himself. So I have to defend him. Because he, he won't come and talk to me about it because he's not because, brave because enough to because do it. Because he knows you're... you're, you're I'm sorry to say, you're a douchebag. He knows that. But, you know, sometimes you just... Yeah, it's, why are you putting it like that? Why can't you say you How got knocked is that, down? That, no, but why can't you just say so you got I, knocked I, down? I, I get to say something. You get to call me a douchebag. No, no, but, 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 but this, this, is why, this is why I'm trying to explain right, to you. Okay, right, then let's rephrase it then. All right, so the question is more important than yeah. the, the framing of it. Yeah. Right, Tyson Fury fights a, 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 a MMA fighter that hasn't fought for two years. He's making his debut that's had a knee rebuild and knocks him down. Yes. Is that better? Yes, that's better. Okay, fine. Right, so we're, we're worried about words rather than natural substance of the question. But when you look at that, what do you think to that? Because I, I think, am I allowed to say, I think that's quite embarrassing? No, no, no. It's, it's not, I don't get it. Why? It's not embarrassing. You're fighting, listen, in Ghana, yeah, you have to understand, yeah, people's, the people, how people work here. The guy came on a boat to France, yeah, from France, on a boat to France, yeah, got there, started training, yeah, did some labor work, yeah. Yeah, I know his and, and, and Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, so so when I when I was on ringside before Tyson walked out, yeah, I gave my my prediction. Yeah, I say Tyson's gonna knock, knock down in rather one or two or three, and after that he's gonna win the fight. And is that what you said? Yeah, this is what I said. And everybody okay. looked at me like, "Is he talking crap?" And I'm like, and everybody everybody around me, even Tyson's uh, friends and family were there, and they looked at me like they're gonna beat me up. Like you can't say he's gonna get knocked down. And what happened? gets knocked down and what happens he wins the fight yeah do you think it did the heavy because okay because i have to be careful how i say things because you get sensitive about it right i think tyson fury is generationally the best heavyweight in this country i think that tyson fury opened up the division 
by beating Klitschko in 2015 for the Anthony Joshuas to prosper on the back of the fact the belts were scattered alongside Anthony Joshuas. Uh, and then, then what did they do to what did they do to him? Who? Tyson? They banned him. Oh no! What did they do to him? In what general? did they do to him? What did they do to him? He's won the titles. Yeah, people don't yeah. talk about this. He's actually gone there, won the titles. Yeah, and then suddenly, the he calls on. He goes, "Okay, when we're defending the titles, they're like, not yet, not yet, not yet, not yet. Yeah, they mess around on the date. Yeah, the board don't get involved. Say, okay, we need to fight so we can defend the titles. Okay, can he fight this guy? No, he can't fight that guy." So he had his mandatory one of the titles, the IBF. So it's 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 like, it's like nobody fought in his corner when he won the titles. You know, Who were they, no, by the way? No, I mean like nobody. And when he came back, it was not on. You, they were not praising him. Oh, know? leave off! No, they Derek. were not. Everybody admired Tyson's uh, 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 outcomes and the the fact that he won the WBC. No one gave him a chance. His press conferences were brilliant. Turning up in a Batman outfit was fantastic. <laughs> yeah, theater. but by the same time. You know, when he was pointing to give him credit, yeah, in front of like the world, no, we did not. I'm I'm surprised you think that, but I guess no, I guess not. that's your view. We did not. That's I guess, my view. I guess that's, your and view. that's the same view. And when, and when every and then no. at the same time, even when he came back and he beat Deontay Wilder, brilliant, yeah, amazing, phenomenal. Yeah. And then now he decided to say, you know what? I've done two defense. Can I have a little easy fight. Guess what? You guys jump on the back. Oh, we don't want to see that. You started bringing him down. No, no but he's saying, hold on. No, but that's not Last true. year I gave you two defense, Dylan and Derek. And now can I have can I just fight in Gano? Derek, let's have if we're gonna have something said, let's have the alternate side to that. Beating Deontay Wilder three times, not twice, three times, is outstanding achievement. In each one of them, he got better and better and was remarkable. Right. But fighting Dylan White, who was his mandatory, right, and he outclassed him, people saying that is not an issue. Fighting you, which well, what's your words? Will you say about me now? Well, well, fighting you <laughs> was was. He told us he was going to do that. He told us that he was going to give you a nice little pension and a nice little return because you deserved it. And I didn't fancy that fight. I didn't think it. was You going never to... fancy anything. Yes, I do. No, you do. I you fancy. Never... I fancy Joshua versus Wilder. You never. I fancy fan... Josh Taylor you know, versus you, Jack Catchell. You, you, you never I fancy, fancy go... anything. Yes, I do. You just, you yes, I do. You. Yes, I do. You never fancy anything. <laughs> no, I don't. No, you don't. Are you going to fight in Ghana? If yeah, I would love to. You'd like to fight? Yeah. Right. Love to. Because it's lucrative. Well, because it's from Africa. I'm from Africa, so it'd be right. a great fight. Do you think do you think crossover sports are good? Do you think it's a good thing? It's entertainment. Yeah, you know? I agree. You know, you know, if I say this, yeah, if Bruce Lee was alive right now, he would have a go in Ghana. Oh come on, Bruce Lee's about nine stone. Yeah, but it don't matter. That's what I'm trying to explain to you. It's you would buy tickets to go watch that. Uh, yes. Because it's entertainment. Now we are we are intrigued. Yeah, I, I, I agree that it's, but it, there's a difference yeah. between entertainment. And the sport of boxing, it is entertainment. It's Disneyfication. Yeah, but and that's the, the world we're in. And we're in the world of like, yeah. you know, anything goes. Saudi, been good for boxing. Your mate Prince Khalid, your new mate Turkey El Sheikh, good for boxing. It's good for what they want. Just, what they want? You know, they want the big heavyweight fights. You know, they will not bring anybody who's not heavyweight. I don't think. No. Uh, and it's good. You know. You know, you know what can I say about Saudi? Saudi is um is a, is a they do it. You know what they do it for? They do it for the Saudis. They don't do it for themselves. They do it for the Saudis. 
You know, they do it for the people. You know, that's why it's called the kingdom. They do it for the people. And I've seen it. Mm-hmm. You know, you yours, you got a smirk on your face. What's a smirk about? Well, I spent a lot of time in the Middle East. And I have no problem with the Middle Eastern uh, fraternity being able to advance their their culture, their society. I think there's challenges with us in the West looking at their culture, and I think it's not our business. I when we went when I went over to Qatar, I was one of the voices saying, you know, when all the footballers were saying we're not going over there because of this right, that right, and the other right, and I was like, well, it's their really it's their belief system. You know, when, if you're going to change Sharia law and you're going to change their belief system. And we've got the right to do that, have we? Because we've mastered it over in the West. We're the, we've got the zeitgeist, right? We're really top draw, we are. So I get it, but let's not have it right. The reasons why the Saudis are investing in sport is because it creates an opportunity for them to showcase themselves for a variety of other reasons, like the ability to be able to legitimize certain ways of people's perception of them and to open up industrial opportunities for themselves. They want to be a tourist hub. They don't just want to be based upon oil, that $650 billion pound PIF fund, which is the sovereign wealth fund that underpins Mohammed bin Salman's wealth in that country. Sport is being utilized for that. And there may be a benefit for the 36 million people in Saudi, of which none of them are currently watching football that's spending hundreds of millions of pounds on footballers and footballers' wages. It's predominantly because they want to create a new impression of the Middle East and turn it into an industrial hub. And sports is being used for that a little bit, which is fine, because sports get used for a lot of things. It doesn't make it right, and it doesn't help the landscape, because unless people fight in Saudi, big heavyweights fight in Saudi, these fights aren't happening. Then we're talking about sports in Saudi. It's amazing. It's great. You know, um, I, just, I, just, I just believe that, you know, I say this as like, you know, after all, it's all said and done, yeah. Are they going to still get in the big fights in Saudi, though? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Money talks and the rest walks, yeah. right? You fought Usyk. Did you show people in that fight? Some people say, and you're going to, this is not me, before you get up on your high horse, that he was playing possum with you and making it look more like a, a more difficult fight so that it convinced others, like AJ, I'll take this fight then. Because I tell you what, if Chizora can't put him away and Chizora's made him look a certain level, it could be easier for us. I don't know. That's that's that's. Uh... Or did you show the way to fight him? I I think I think I, show, him, I showed everybody. Him. I showed everybody the blueprint, but people chose not to use the way yeah. I chose. You know. And what was that blueprint? Fit. Be fit. And and be and use your size. Use your size. That was yeah. it. Everybody everybody else had you know I I, I I went to Asia like. Make sure you do this after you finish sparring. You do this and do this. Yeah. They're like, yeah, yeah, you would do it. He didn't do it. I said the same thing to Daniel Dubois. You do this and do this. He didn't do it. Yeah. You know, for for me, because the problem, you see, the thing is with Yusik is when he starts moving his hand up and down and you start doing that with him, don't. You're in trouble. You're yeah. in trouble. Yeah. When he moves his hand up, hit him. Yeah. Just hit him. Just hit him. You know. I was the first guy. I knocked him down, then they give it to me, you know. Mm. But How good is he, do you think? He's very good. Is he? He's good, man. He goes, he goes, he goes in, the, in the stride. He's, mm. he's amazing, you know. He's great. He's, he's an amazing fighter, but if you let him be amazing, he's going to walk all over you. Do you do you pick Fury to beat him? Yeah, but if he's the same Fury boxing guy, no, I don't think so. I, I watched that fight. I didn't watch it in Saudi because I didn't want to go. 
but I watched it on a television screen because someone put it on. Banned. No, it's not. I was, I, <laughs> you you can't banned. ban me from flying into Saudi. Mate, if I, I wanted to go to that fight, I'm I'd have gone, mate. you saying you were right. banned. I would oh, have bet any my dollar. If it, you would have got to the airport, it would have put you in a room this way here, and then suddenly next morning the fight's over, put you back on the plane, back <laughs> okay. to United Kingdom. Well, well, I, I, I wouldn't have missed much, right? <laughs> but I watched Fury go into the ring, and I watched him going against Wilder. And there's this demonic expression in his face. The eyes are dark. He's like looking across the ring at Wilder and whatever he's saying, you know, I'm going to knock you out, you bitch, or whatever it was. right? And there was real menace. Yet when I watched him go in the ring against Ngannou, none of that was there. It was Francis this, Francis that, Francis the other. I don't think that he was prepared for that fight mentally. Physically, I don't know, because obviously... <clears throat> do you think he was? Because I don't think that will... I don't think any way that would see fury like that against Usyk, do you? Nah, he needs to come off his diet. He he's done some weird diet. When I saw him at the KSI fight and his brother's fight in Manchester, he looked so weak and not strong enough. And uh, and I say to my trainers, he looks very weak. You might know this fight might be hard for him. And at the same time, you have to understand, you know, people, when you go to fight in Saudi, yeah, you arrive on a Monday. Yeah. Yeah. On that same day you arrive, there's something else happening. We we have one of the hosts who's hosting you. Yeah, mm -hmm. there's a dinner. Yeah, the only time, and then on Tuesday you're doing something else, a press conference or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then on Wednesday you're doing something else. So there's no time for you to sit down and rest and get rid of the jet lag. There's no time because there's too many distractions. There's too many distractions. Yeah. On the on the day of the fight, guess where you are? You're having dinner with a host, and then there's an auction yeah. happening. There's yeah. something going on. Yeah. There's on the the only thing which is not going on is when you walk to the ring or fight. Yeah. But every time you're there, Monday to Sunday, you're doing something. And if you don't do something, you're disrespecting the culture. Yeah, yeah. Do you understand? Yeah. No, so at I the same that. time, I could imagine when he by the time he go in the ring, you know, he tried to gear himself up. You can tell when he tried to gear himself up when he came out and he ran across the road and he shadow. He was trying to get get that get that thing going. But I don't, I don't think he could get it going. Mm. And he tried in the first couple of rounds to hit him with a one-two and knock him out. When he realized, you know what? This is a long night. Let me just jab this guy and then win the fight. Do you think, like I think, in my positive version, mm. that he is the best heavyweight around and has been the best heavyweight around? No, we cannot judge that yet until you only you only you're only the best heavyweight around when you're finished. When you're finished. And your body you know, works. Until until he fights. AJ and Yusik, we cannot say that, yeah. What about Anthony? You've never fought him? No. Any reason? My next door neighbor. <laughs> and that means what? You fight your friends? No, I don't. I argue with them, but I don't fight them. We borrow each other sugar and that's it. But Anthony would have been a good fight for you, wouldn't it? And certainly would have been a lucrative fight for you. He's the cash cow, isn't he? Yeah, but you know what? Maybe it might happen, maybe it might not. We never know. What do you think for him? Boxing is like Rocky, Rocky film, if you understand. You know, Rocky was winning everything. And then he boxed uh, Mr. T, he made all money. And he stopped running at 6 o'clock in the morning. Club line. You know, he just stopped running, you know. And then I think my, my brother, I think he's made enough money now that the hunger is gone. Yeah, you know, the hunger is gone. He wants to be a three-time world champion, yeah. and I will help him to get there. But the hunger in himself, I, I think, is gone. How are you going to help him to get there? 
Hang out with him, understand him, or how he wants to be a three world champion. He wants to fight for a world title. Do you think he can do it? Yeah, he can. Do you think he will do it? He will do it because that will make him amazing, great. Who do you think of all these fighters will leave the greatest legacy? Don't know, you know. I don't know. Who do you admire? Who do you who do you respect the most when you look around? You haven't been. You've been in with Fury. You've been in with Usyk. Who has the greatest legacy? I think everybody does in their own mind. You know, you know, you know, in, in, into their own fans. You know, in the traveling community, Tyson would be like unbelievable yeah. because, you know, Gypsy King, this and this. You went to America, you know. Came from a band, he was down in the in the dirt, depressed, and then he came back and he won it. You know, in 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 uh, in the African community, AJ, amazing gold medalist. You know, first fight. You know, he went. Africa, I thought AJ was British when I talked about Africa. And you said he's British. No, uh, African uh, British. When it suits your argument, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. yeah, You know, he's done, he's done amazing. He's done this, and you know, MBO, whatever it's called. Yeah, and he was given by the king or the queen. Um, MBA, MBA, yeah, and then you got you got myself and Dylan. Mm. You know, it, it depends on what time when you, it, the legacy depends on what time you die, and what time you finish your career. You know, what time you no no finish your career, or when you, you stop fighting. Right run now, run now, run now. Yeah, yeah. Let's be honest. Ricky Allen finished time ago. The only time we're gonna remember Ricky Allen's legacy is when we put him six feet under. That's when most people are like, oh wow, man. It's a happy crap. little thought. I'm just being honest. That's how people are remembered. You don't right. know remembered when you're alive. That's an obituary. A legacy is people remembering the body of work that you did in the time. Oh. How do you think people will remember you? To be honest, don't remember me, man. I don't give a fuck about you guys. Don't <laughs> fucking remember me. Man. Oh, we're back to villain mode now, are we? Yeah, don't remember me. Angry shit, man. My kids will remember me. Not bothered. I'm not even bothered. though you're a national treasure. Even though that what you, is national uh, treasure? Even, hold on, you. Even though you. What is national? Even though your ultimate aim was to be loved, and now that you are, and someone asks you a question about how you'd like to remember, I don't give a shit. When we know that you do, it's nice to be thought well of, isn't it? Isn't it? I think well of you. I think most people think well of you. You think so? Well, who doesn't think well of you? Why wouldn't they? You're a man know. of substance. I don't know. You're a crafty little operator. I watch you work around the ringside. I watch you getting in and out. I think you're a clever little sod. No, and I think it... you're smart as paint. And I think you and I think you say what you mean and mean what you say. I think you're talking riddles sometimes as well. I'm talking but... riddles because I don't want to be saying I'm sorry to people because I, <laughs> I got this habit of doing something and I start apologizing. So I'm yeah. just I'm just tired of saying sorry, man. This is hard for me. Yeah. You but... know. Listen, everybody will say legacy, legacy, bro. I'm six I'm going to remember I'm, you for someone I'm being very fit and under, mate. I'm done. I'm gone. I'm taking a long dirt nap. Why? I don't need you to remember me anymore. I'm done. It's done and dusted. You know, my kids will be there. Great. Oh, daddy was great. Oh, I remember when daddy did. Derek, thank you for coming. It's been very enjoyable. Before you leave, I'm going to watch JLS. Am I ever? Gonna see that hundred quid? Are you gonna pay me in dirhams or reals via you? Can I surprise you? Knock on your door and give you the money? Yes. Yeah, you'll, have, you'll, have, you'll, have, you'll have to get past the concierge and the security uh, first, oh, mate, be before surprised. you think you can get you'll in. You'd be very surprised because one of my very good friends lives next door to you. So no, they I, don't. I'll go. I'll go knock for my friend and I'll knock for go you on too. Then. Okay. Go on then. Shall we do it? We should. Yeah. Listen, mate. I'll, I'll do a live video. Simon. Yeah.
I saw your little video of your little mate Eddie Hearn. Yes, I saw that. I know where he lives. But yeah. anyway, listen. Thank you for being up front with me. I've enjoyed it, mate. Thank you very much for inviting me. So who's paying me, fellas? <laughs> Take it out of his feet. Take it out of his feet. <laughs> up front with me, Simon Jordan, is brought to you by William Hill. Future episodes can be found on YouTube, Spotify, or wherever you find your podcasts. 18 plus, please gamble responsibly. Mm-hmm.